care for me, care for me. Said you'd be there for me, there for me, there for me. Be careful with me. Be careful with me. <laughs> hey y'all, what's up? What's up? Somehow, some way, you have once again landed yourself into the wonderful land of the monologue podcast. And I am so excited and elated to have you here. You are tuning in right now to episode 11 one one that's one after 10 one before 12 uh yeah so we here and we're gonna get this party started for the 11th time you are here with your girl just jemiah so let's do this yeah yeah So, hopefully you guys have had an awesome week since last we hung out. Last week, I came back after a brief hiatus, a brief hiatus, and, you know, I don't plan to go on too many more hiatus, so be looking for me every Friday, looking to get your Friday fix from now until the Lord says otherwise. Last week, I had my first ever guest here in what he would call the monologue room. (laughs) This man is ridiculous. Um, But I had my friend Randrick Lewis here with me, one of my good time college friends, a fellow actor and thespian. Um, And we just chit-chatted a little bit, had some good times with the petty portion. His petty portion was ridiculous. So if you guys did not get a chance to hear episode 10, Did You Miss Me?, make sure you go back and check that out. I had a ball with Randrick here on the episode. I'm looking forward to having more guests, more of my friends coming in here. And so I can share a little bit more of my world and the awesome people who are in it. Um, And so that was a lot of fun. We had a petty portion time and we then hopped right into the jam session. And last week's conversation was super dope. Something that I was so excited to talk about and I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, We talked a little bit about the difference between defeat and disappointment and how sometimes we can mistake our disappointment in ourselves kind of failing to properly prepare or failing to operate at the level that we're expecting our results. We fail to operate on that level so we don't get the results that we want. So then we become disappointed. But sometimes we take that as defeat and we take that as the world is against us. And I guess this just wasn't meant for me. And I've been trying so hard. And we really sometimes have to just do a little self audit and see, am I really trying as hard as I think I am? Or am I doing it for the gram? Am I really grinding as hard as I am? Or am I just hashtag grinding? Or am I real life grinding? Because in all actuality, if you're grinding as hard as you're really talking about it, you won't have that much time to talk about it. Like if you're grinding how you say you're grinding, you don't got time to be doing live updates in the midst of the grind. You feel me? And so um, that's what we talked about a little bit, just making sure that we have to sometimes step back and see, am I really operating on the level of which I'm expecting my results? to be. And I always like to say, sometimes we expect level 10 results and level 10 products 
and we're giving level two effort. Nah, sis, you gonna get that level two product. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with level two, but you just gotta be realistic about what you're putting in and what you're gonna get out of it, right? So that's what we talked about. We had a great conversation. Randrick had some great insight on his views on it. We talked a lot about applying that to the creative process because both him and I are creatives. We're actors. You know, we're trying to create our own realm of, of art here. And a lot of times the discipline that comes with being an artist is really hard because we want and we see so many people doing so many things around us and we want to reach those levels, but we don't really look into the backstory of what they had to do to get there. And so we had some good conversation about that. I'm not going to rehash the whole jam session. That's why we have this technology where you could just go back to SoundCloud or go to Apple Podcasts and listen to it yourself. So do that and let me know what you think. Okay. <laughs> It was only a matter of time but before the Barty came out in me. But that's the recap for last week. We're going to go ahead and move into our spotlight, our grinding in the trenches segment. Who's grinding this week? Hmm. So this week I am super excited because I have a very special grinding in the trenches recipient or actually recipients. Some young women who are near and dear to my heart. Um, I'm actually going to congratulate and spotlight the newest initiates of the Delta chapter of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated here at University of Iowa. I had the pleasure of being a part of the process of bringing in eight beautiful, talented, intelligent women into my wonderful, beautiful, lovely, devastating, dynamic, one-of-a-kind sorority, Delta Sigma Theta. Um, We spent a lot of time together. We worked really hard together. It was a great experience bonding, not only with these eight new young ladies and not to mention three additional women also from our alumni chapter, the Iowa City Cedar Rapids alumni chapter. So it was 11 new initiates total coming through this process. We got to bond and get to know these young women. We got to teach them so many things about our wonderful sisterhood. And I also had a time, the chance to bond with my sorors already, who I'm already sisters with. And we got to learn more about one another. We got to spend a lot, a lot, a lot of time together. And so We officially got to welcome them and reveal them to the campus and they can now exist um, and show off all their hard work and dedication that is paid off. And they were able to cross over into those, cross over those burning sands into our wonderful sisterhood. So this week, I just wanted to spotlight my Delta chapter babies, as well as my Iowa City Iowa City Cedar Rapids babies. Congratulations to the Neos. Y'all are finally out. Y'all are finally free. Now go out and do this Delta work. So excited to see what all of you guys are going to do. I know they all listen, so I definitely wanted to give them a shout out. Um, I don't know if I've ever mentioned it, mentioned it before, but my sorority is near and dear to my heart. Um, I'm still active, even though I am an alumnus now. Uh, Everybody know that it's a lifetime thing when you're messing with the Reds. So I still love my sorority near and dear. I love all of my sorors. I just recently on the 17th on Tuesday, 
um, celebrated two years of me crossing into the sorority. And so I'm officially out of Neo status, which is great. And I've just, all the relationships, all the amazing women that I've gotten to know, and even the amazing women who I'm just kind of connected to just through our wonderful bond of sisterhood through Delta Sigma Theta is absolutely amazing. Uh, I never stopped learning. I'm never, I haven't stopped being amazed and wild by all the amazing things that Delta does and is doing and has done. It has definitely changed my life and enhanced me for the better. So I'm a proud red proud single letter chapter you know what I mean I could go on and on but everybody know the Reds do it better shout out to everybody who is a member of any um, national panhellenic organizations I love all my Greeks in general but you know I'm repping for the home team right here so that's my grinding in the trenches to my babies Delta ship eight facets of chromatic dispersion um, they're amazing and Delta ship access granted for ICCR. Congratulations again, ladies. So, 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 so proud of y'all. Oh, 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 okay. So now that we've got our recap out the way and we've shined a little light onto our grinding in the trenches recipients, y'all know I got to take a left turn right on down Petty Lane just for a brief second, I promise I won't, I won't be before you long here with the pettiness. Um, <laughs> but this week's petty portion is something that, you know, I've kind of been noticing a trend of lately and I don't know where it comes from. It's kind of a double for one. It seems like more and more, there are people who are popping up in my Facebook feed who I have no clue who they are and have no recollection of ever adding. So I just got all these random faces and random friends that I just don't know who they are. And I'm like going through the pictures and I'm trying to see. And it's like we have all these mutual friends. Some of them are people from like high school or it'd be a mutual, a few mutual friends from like my church back home or something like that. But I just have no clue who this person is. Somehow we became Facebook friends. But whatever, you know, Facebook low key run the world right along with Apple. That's a whole nother thing. But my petty portion this week actually is, I just think we need to do away with these like Facebook roll calls. I don't know if you guys know what I'm talking about, but it'd be like somebody would drop a post like on those colorful ass like uh, Facebook, you know, when you make a status and you put it on like the pink background and everything like that, you just really got to make a statement here, shooting stars and whatnot. And somebody would be like, roll call drop a selfie with your baby if you own your shit and if you a single mother doing it and if you changed your baby diaper this morning go ahead drop a selfie let me see who priorities in check roll call i just don't i just don't think we really need that i don't know what we're achieving by these roll calls and they seem to be popping up more and more now like roll crawl drop a selfie if you got faux braids in your head and your edges laid drop a selfie what what are we doing like it's the most random things it's never like roll call roll call for all the graduates like drop a cap and gown picture or like roll call if you know what i mean 
I don't know. It's never anything that's like truly interesting. It's always the most random things that even by dropping a picture, you're not really proving anything. And I seem to be seeing them mostly around parenting, like drop a picture if your baby ain't ugly. Like what? (laughs) Like I literally saw that like roll call, drop a picture if your baby ain't bald head, I'll start. And people are literally like participating in this, like in the comments, people are putting pictures of their child. Like my baby ain't never been bald head, might have a small head, but ain't bald head. Like, I'm just like, what are we accomplishing here? Like, why is this what we come to Facebook to do? Is this where we have sunk into in the lands of the book? I just don't understand. Or like, it seems like in the past couple of days, the trend has been like, um, the, the school thing, like, let's see who all went to my high school, drop a picture and see how we coming now. Excuse me. First of all, if we're friends and I'm seeing this status, theoretically, you have seen recent pictures of me because we're friends. Hence how I'm seeing this status. So what I'm not going to do is drop a selfie in the comments of a person who I'm already friends with just to be like, yep, right here, LP, class of 2012, here I go. I mean, you already know this because we friends, but I just, I just really, I'm not trying to get back into the realm. Remember when Instagram games were a thing and like everybody would be doing these Instagram shout outs or Instagram games and your whole timeline would just be full of Instagram games and Facebook games were a thing. I don't want this like roll call drop a picture in the comment thing to become the trend where now every day we got a different roll call shout it out drop a picture in the comment. I don't think we need that. I just think there are better use, there's better uses for our time, even our scrolling and our mindless social media time. I just think there's better things we can be doing with that time than roll call, drop a picture if your nails done and if your toes the same color, drop a picture in a comment. Why you need to know that? <laughs> I just can see this going way left. I can see this getting out of hand. So I'm just going to call a stop to this now. Let's just call a stop to the roll call games right now before it gets crazy, before we get out of control. And I just have to completely let go of the book. Okay. Half of us only on Facebook anyway, for our mom and our auntie, which by the way, caveat, my mother has an Instagram that she doesn't post any pictures on that I don't know what she does on it, but every once in a while she'll pop up in my comments on my Instagram. And I forget that she has an Instagram page because she literally does not use it. I'm pretty sure I have come to the conclusion that she only has the Instagram to lurk on my Instagram. Ma'am, that is not necessary. I have a Facebook just for you. I post pictures, updates on life, inspirational quotes. I try not to use profanity. All of that on Facebook just for you. Can I have Instagram? Like, can that be for me? Can that be my space? Because the first second I see her name pop up on Snapchat, it's a wrap. I'm done. I'm getting me a razor. I'm done with all social media. I'm about to go get me a Nokia and I'm about to be playing snake and I'm done. I just got to go off the grid because I don't have time. I need something to myself. 
ma'am, thank you. I know Mother's Day is coming up. No disrespect, but Facebook is for you. Everything else belongs to me. Thank you, management. Well, that's all I have in petty land today. Nothing too crazy. You know, this is more so just a PSA. Let's just put a stop to these silly little Facebook shenanigans now before we get out of control, okay? I know the weather got us a little down, feeling a little stir crazy. Mm-mm. Go outside, take a walk, get some fresh air. Let's compose ourselves and get back to doing what we usually do. And ixnay with the um, roll call game A. Okay, wonderful, great conversation. Now we're going to keep it moving, moving, keep it rolling, rolling. We rolling, 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 we rolling. On to the jam session. Um, And so this week, guys, we're going to talk about something. I feel like this is how I start every jam session. <laughs> But no, this week in the jam session, I want to talk about a little thing called authenticity. This is like probably my favorite word. I don't know if it's my favorite word or like my favorite like characteristic or my favorite like personality trait. I don't know. This is my favorite thing about a person. Like nine times out of 10, if I really, really like you as a person, it's probably because I think you're truly authentic to yourself. I admire that in people so much, mainly because I know it's not an easy, like it's not easy. Like everybody like, I'm so real. I'm the realest. Yada, da, 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 da. Sure, sure, sure. Sure, sure, sure. You can be the realest of the real of the real. But when we're talking about being authentic, authentic and when we're talking about being true to yourself fearlessly that's a whole nother thing that's a whole nother thing and so I want to talk about that because this is like my life's mission like if I can achieve just consistent authenticity within myself I just feel like I have won I feel like I am winning if I can just be a hundred percent comfortable in my own skin, not give a figgity, figgity, figgity about what anybody has to say, not get wrapped up in what everyone else is doing and comparing myself and trying to alter myself to fit in anybody's bubble or box, to just live fearlessly and careless, carefree, not carelessly, but just be a hundred percent authentic to myself and who I really am at my core. That is like hashtag goals for Jemiah, seriously. And at a young age, I think I I started, you know, this isn't anything new for me. At a young age, I kind of realized that I was different. Like I was different from my friends and from my peers, but like not in like a better or worse way, just in a way where I was like, well, And I think it's the Gemini in me. I think I got like 13 different people stirring up in me. But I always knew like there were certain things that I liked. And I would like bits and pieces of things. Like, for instance, like my aesthetic, I like to say. Uh, My mom used to, (laughs) it's actually pretty embarrassing. My mom used to call me the dirty diva. And back then I hated it because I'm like, why are you calling me dirty? Like, that's not okay. 
because I'm like, I'm not dirty. But when I look back in retrospect, it's like kind of, it's it was kind of appropriate. But she called me that because I was the type of little girl who wanted to go outside and play flag football. And I wanted to go outside and go to the go to the rims and shoot up a little bit, go to the park, go to the courts, shoot up with the guys all the day long, be outside running, playing, playing tag, all in the the dirt, in the grass, just, you know, living my life, having fun in the outdoors. And then in a flip of the switch, when my girls will come over and it's a Saturday and we trying to go to the rink and it's time to go skating, I'm like, hold on, let me get my baby fat jeans, let me get my little Reeboks or whatnot, let me get my little bedazzled vest or whatever I'm about to put on. And I'm trying to get right. Let me get this ponytail swoosh to the side just at the right angle. Because I'm trying to get cute. <laughs> and my mom will call me Dirty Diva because sometimes in my adolescence, I would try to make that kind of like a seamless transition from going outside and playing to just jumping right into a fresh outfit like I'm ready to go because I'm trying I'm trying to just go to where the next turn up and I might skip some important steps in the uh, middle there okay but that was in my adolescence I wash my ass these days <laughs> I'm just being honest with y'all I did you know sometimes I used to be on a little musty side because I'd be too excited hey it is what it is who gonna beat my ass now nobody mm. but anyway um and so there was always just these kind of like two sides to me like I knew that I wanted to like be girly and I knew I wanted to like I was totally comfortable in skirts and dresses and getting cute and I wanted to get my hair done and all that but at the same in the same breath I also wanted to like be out in basketball shorts and like go get dirty and all this stuff and so I always knew I always before I came to the understanding that sometimes we, all the time, we as people are just a combination of things, I thought for a long time that I had to fit in one box. It was either this or that. I was either this way or that way. I was either with the girly girls or I was with the tomboys. You know what I mean? I was either trying to do pom-poms or I was trying to do basketball. Like, pick a side, pick a side, right? And so... But inside me, I always felt like I don't want I never wanted to pick. But when you're growing up and when you're young and you're around your friends and stuff, you feel like I got to pick. I got to pick. I got to pick. And even when I got into high school, I played basketball all through high school, but I was also a drama major. So I was in all the play. I, you know, I'm doing theater. I'm doing all my improv stuff. I'm doing my acting and my monologue competitions at the same time. I'm at basketball practice every day. It's like, girl, what you want to do? You want to be artsy fartsy or are you trying to be about this love and basketball? You trying to have the hoop dreams. Okay. So I was trying to live the high, but then I'm like, oh, high school musical. I'm trying to live a high school musical life. Right. And so. This has been kind of like a reoccurring theme in my life of me trying to figure out which box do I fit in. And as I get older now, I'm realizing that there is no box. There is only a box if you create the box, right? Because people might have boxes made already, but you don't have to hop your ass up in it. There is no box. And I started learning because, you know, I'm like, Of course, we're people, so I feel like I have to pick one because I want to be accepted. 
you know what I mean? So it's like, okay, I got to be cute and I got to be girly so that I can fit in with my friends. Because all of my friends, literally, I kid y'all not, I got the most gorgeous friends. Like my female friends are just like gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous. Each and every one of like my best friends. Anybody who knows me knows that I have like five best friends from different like areas of my life. Every single one of them are like drop dead gorgeous. It's ridiculous. And so it's like, dang, okay, I'm trying to go out with them. They looking bad as hell. I need to get, you know, primped up and everything so I can be that too. But at the same time, I'm definitely your like sweatpants friend. Like I am definitely the friend, like, where are we going? Can I wear sweats and some Nike slides or what's going on? Um, And so now I'm learning that the sooner I accept the fact that I'm a combination of all these different things and I really dive into the me being versatile and me kind of having to pull from all these different pots, all these different ingredients kind of forming together to make me who I am is what makes me interesting. And this is one of the things that drives me crazy about our generation and not just my generation, but even I think I'm old enough now to say the generation under me, like there's a generation finally under me. I'm not a part of the baby generation anymore, but everybody is trying to be different in the same way, which I find really weird. Like everybody's trying to like stand out and be different. In the same way, perfect example, all of these rappers of whom I cannot tell any of them apart, like these new rappers, all the like little um, Lean, um, little Zan, little Molly, little Polly, little extra, extra read all about it. All of these kids who are rapping and all these songs who I never know who they are, if you show me a picture of them, They all just look like some little dirty little boys with 13 tattoos on their face and and purple, red, and green dreadlocks. There's a a solid like five rappers all out with the little, 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 little something with colored dreads and tattoos on their face. And they all sound the exact same, right? So of course you would think like, ooh, I'm I'm about to get some green dreadlocks to be different. But everybody now is trying to do like colored dreads and tattoos on their face to stand out from what was existing before them. But now everybody's trying to stand out in the same way. So now there's five or six rappers, all little somebody that I don't, that has some kind of drug or gun affiliation in their name with a rainbow dreadlock and a tattoo of the boo-boo emoji on their forehead. And I'm just like, what is this really who you are or have you noticed that this is what gets people's attention Mm. because when you're true to yourself and when you're dealing with being authentic you're not concerned about getting people's attention and that's what I love so much so much like one of my favorite influencers and one of my favorite people um, to follow. Her name is Scotty Beam. She's one of the hosts of Black Girl Podcast, which is one of my favorite podcasts to listen to. And I literally just love her so much because she is so true and honest to herself. She does not try to package herself to be this like perfect thing. She will wear her gym shoes 
and her sweats or whatever to any and every event. She said she will not go in the club if she can't, if she can't, if she got to wear heels, she won't go. Because like, that's just how I think. Like, why do I have to wear heels? Why does my womanhood have to surround, be surrounded around the fact that the only way that I can be dressed up is if I have on heels or that's the only way that I look, you know, like I'm going somewhere. And so, I don't know. I just, I have been so drawn to her ever since I stumbled upon her, which I don't know how, um, but she's just so true to herself. She knows what is, what she knows who she is. She knows where her comfort is. She knows where she can exist and just feel truly and honestly, just like, this is me. This is Scotty Beam. This is my Zen. This is my happy place. And she just lives there. And, and she doesn't try to be perfect about it. She is actually very transparent, open about things that she struggle with, struggles with and things like that. But it just comes to like certain things where she like, listen, I know these are my struggles. I know these are my flaws, but this is me. This is where I am. This is where I'm at. I'm learning myself and I'm accepting it. Right. And I just think that is so admirable because I think sometimes we get caught up in trying to be someone who is going to attract attention and we get so caught up in trying to be what other people want us to be or trying to be what's hot right now that we get used to just living in a shell. We get used to just living in this, you know what I mean? In this box that we've created for ourselves that is just so far from who we really are. You get so used to living in dysfunction. You get so used to living uncomfortably. And it gets to the point where like you can only achieve so much trying to walk in someone else's path or trying to walk in this facade. This is like the actor in me coming out. Like, you know, what you just carry in and you're trying to wear all of these different masks. And I just, I'm just on this goal. I don't know. I'm just, I'm trying to articulate my thoughts because it's just the more I think about it right now, it's just thinking about just trying to get to the bare bones of yourself. Oh, it's such a beautiful thing. Just being able to be like, this is who I am. Like, look at me. Like, being able to look at yourself and be like, okay, this is where I'm at. Flaws and all. And operating from that space, just imagine how much more powerful you can be as a person when you're operating from your true self. Because you're grounded in something, right? You have a foundation. You're like, this is who I am. And I know what can nobody knock me off of this. It might not be perfect, but it's real. Right? So I just like, I don't know. I just, I'm so drawn. And people, here's the thing though. Here's the thing. Like I said before, sometimes we try to be, uh, emulate what we think is going to attract attention to us. But people, what people are really drawn to is genuineness and authentic authenticity. I was about to say authenticness, Lord. People are drawn without even knowing that they're drawn to real people because there's a calmness that you can exist in when you are true to yourself, right? There's not all this anxiety about, am I doing it right? Am I doing it right? There's not all this like, uh, 
chaotic energy that's buzzing from you when you're trying to exist in something else that's just just this this kind of tension that exists around you because you're trying so hard but when you just just dealing with yourself and being like this is who I am you know what I mean this is where I'm at oh it's like a beam of light. You're just illuminating at that point because there's this calm energy and this calm spirit that people are like, ooh, let me get attached to that. Let me get next to that. Something over there feels right. I just strive to constantly, constantly exist in that space and constantly dig and discover like, what is that for me? And a lot of that for me, I know, is me trying to figure and figure out what does my femininity look like? Because, for instance, I always joke about like, I am like the sweatpants sweetheart. I always joke with all my friends and stuff like, if I can get away with wearing sweatpants to something, I will. And I mean, and and I noticed that once I started accepting, because I used to try and like get cute and buy and fill my wardrobe with all these things that I was not comfortable wearing, that just were not me and all these things, because I wanted to like, put on that I was put together in this way that I'm just not you know what I mean I've never been this super like style icon or anything like that what I have always been is an athlete (laughs) and tall and lanky and skinny so a lot of times I always was in some kind of sporty wear right And once I realized like, this is my comfort and why do I try to exist so far outside of it sometimes unnecessarily? It would be times where I go somewhere just completely overdressed, trying to do too much and just be the only one in the room suited and booted for no reason. Everybody else got on jeans and a t-shirt and some combat boots. And here I am dressed for the guys for nothing because I'm trying to exemplify something that just wasn't me and it would show and people be looking at me crazy. Now, baby, I show up to something in some Adidas joggers so fast and a sweatshirt and some Uggs and just be chilling. And you know what people, then when I do that, people come up to me, oh, Jamal, you look so cute. And it always throws me off. No, I kid you not. If I'm just out here in like my little like sweatpants look, I might have on like my Birkenstocks with some socks or something because I love slides or something like that. Everybody's like, oh, you just look so cute. You look so cute, comfy. You look so cute. I'm like, okay, you know, I accept it, but I noticed that when I'm not trying and when I'm just existing in who I am, this, there's this attraction, there's this attraction towards me, just like I'm very much so attracted towards people who I see, who I feel like that is that way too. It's just natural. When people just see that there's this calm energy about you and you're just not really worried about them. And I I talked about this before in a previous episode. When people feel like there's no pressure for them to accept you or validate you, people are way more likely to be attracted to you and want to be around you because the stakes aren't high. Because they don't feel like you need anything for them. You're going to be just fine with or without them. Whether somebody say you look good or not, you're going to be just fine. Because you, you're you true to yourself. You have learned and accepted yourself. And what other people say doesn't matter. How other people view or view you or their opinion on you doesn't matter. Because you are sure in yourself. 
being sure to yourself, it just... It just tastes good just rolling off of my lips, man. So that's just, this was just on my mind today, y'all. And this isn't like a complete, you know what I mean, thought. I'm still trying to unwrap and unravel what I really mean by this. But I just know that like authenticity and authentic is a word that has just been buzzing around in my head for the past couple of weeks now. And every person that I admire in this world, like for instance, Gabrielle Union, everybody know I'm Gab Gang to the world blow. Um, and one of the reasons that I love Gabrielle Union so much is that she is always Gabrielle Union. Like even in the roles that she, whenever she plays a role, there's always that like one thing that's just very like Gabrielle Union-ish, no matter who she plays. She does that like one thing where she like wrinkles her nose and does the, like the little smile. And she's like, mm. Yeah, that little like snarky little smirk, like, yeah, you know, it's a little condescending, you know what I mean? When she does the like, yeah, uh huh, okay, <laughs> y'all get what I'm, and it's those things because she's just very comfortable and sure about herself that it just always shines through, no matter what she's doing, that little hint of Gabrielle Union comes through the same thing with Will Smith. Why I love Will Smith. No matter what role Will Smith plays in, there's always that one like Will thing that comes out like, look, Will did it again. That little like, that little like Will humor, that little Will charm. Because he is so comfortable and grounded in himself that no matter what, he always comes through. His personality, who he is, comes through and is shown in everything that he does. That's what happens when you're just true to yourself and when you're just an authentic person. And I just love that about people so much. And I just, I charge each and every one of us to make being true to ourselves a lifetime goal. And that takes us having to really learn and understand and accept ourselves where we are. And that sometimes means that we aren't who we aspire to be at all times, right? Like I want to be movie star. I want to be out here doing all these things. I want to be this amazing social influencer. I want to be this amazing thing. You know, I want to do all these things. But I also have to accept like, but this is also how you are, Jemaya. This is how you operate. This is how, this. These are your flaws. These are your shortcomings. These, these are some things you do really well. These are some things you don't do that well. And those things are going to come into play when we're look when we're painting the picture of who we see ourselves as and what we want to be and what we want to achieve. You first have to understand who you are, and then you have to go and pursue those things truthfully. man, I felt that. Like, I just like gave myself a message. Like, you know, when you're thinking through something and you're talking about it, you're like, Ooh, the light just went on. I'm like, Ooh, let me write that down. I just gave myself a message to pursue some stuff and to really get to the point where we want to get, we have to pursue it truthfully within ourselves. We have to be realistic about who we are and figure out how to get to our end goal. Operating how we know and understand ourselves to operate. Mm. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to think more on that because that's good. That's good. 
and I like it. That's a good, that's a good spot. That's a good spot. Um, that's this week's jam session, y'all. Yeah, I like that. Um, yeah. Now I got my own wheels turning. I love that. Um, but yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed that. Definitely uh, let me know if you agree. Let me know what you, what are your feelings on just being genuine and being authentic. Is this, you know, just let me know if y'all understand or not understand. But if you agree, disagree, have anything to add, um, I would love to hear it. I am super active on Twitter. So that's why I like to have a lot of my engagement um, my personal Twitter is at just Jemiah and the made to make it Twitter is at made to make it underscore. And you know, the two in made to make it is the number two, not the word two. And the social media is the same for Instagram as well. So my Instagram is at just Jemiah made to make it. Instagram is at made to make it underscore. I would love to hear you guys thoughts on this. So definitely tweet me uh, share, 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 share. Thank you to everyone who's just been loyal and listening to my little podcast. It means a lot to me, guys. I truly, truly appreciate it. Um, I do truly appreciate it. If you could just share it with a friend, like, you know what I mean? Just find one person who you think might want to listen to my little crusty self, uh, share it or just every share that you have on social media or on Facebook, on Twitter, anything, just hashtag the monologue podcast. I appreciate every single bit of it. Um, by no means do I think I'm any kind of guru expert on anything. I'm really just trying to create a space where I can share and connect with people. I just like people. I like talking to people. And even though I'm just sitting in this room talking to myself into a microphone, I really feel like I'm talking to people. And so the more people that I can get to share some of these things with and get some feedback with and open up some dialogue on the monologue, ooh, um, the better. So definitely feel free to share the post. I always post on my Instagram. I always post on my Facebook, Snapchat, everything like that. Share the link. If you have me on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, go ahead and share the link with somebody. And I don't know, this might be something they're interested in. So that's all I got, guys. Thanks for tuning in and chit-chatting with me uh, or listening in for another episode. This is episode 11 of the monologue podcast. I had a good time with this one here. If you can't tell, I'm like smiling through the microphone. I always get so excited when I finish the episode because uh, I feel like I'm doing something. Um, so definitely follow me on social media. Again, big shout out to my girls who just crossed. And yeah, this week, just this weekend, be safe. If you're in the Midwest listening, we're finally getting somewhat of a spring. Thank the Lord. Hallelujah. So go outside and enjoy some of this weather a little bit. If you missed episodes, catch up on some the other 10 episodes and see what we've been talking about here. Tweet me at Jess Jemiah or at Made to Make It and let me know what's your favorite petty portion, what's your favorite jam session, anything like that. Uh, and I'll catch y'all on the flip side next Friday, same place. Y'all already know. <laughs> Bye.